0: Welcome to the Ask Doctor Boris podcast, the health and wellness podcast with Doctor Boris Del Cid and co-host Chris Booth. Doctor Boris here, and welcome to Ask Doctor Boris TV, episode or podcast number five: Chronic Disease. We are again podcasting al fresco, outside, and enjoying the beautiful day, nice breeze, Southern California. It's nice and sunny. Why not? Basically, we're gonna talk about chronic diseases or chronic disease. And what is a chronic disease? Well, the CDC gives you a little bit of a definition But any chronic disease are defined, is a broadly defined type of term and it's a condition that lasts one year or more and requires uh, ongoing medical or healthcare attention. Can limit your activities of daily living, and or both. You require attention, healthcare attention, and limits your activities of daily living both at once, at the same time. So, among the diseases that we we know are most chronic that we 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 see every day, arthritis, cardiovascular disease. You know, people that that have problems with uh, high blood pressure and could eventually end up in Heart attacks or strokes, breast cancer, one of the most common chronic diseases. and that is a you know, a chronic disease. It progresses over stages and uh, you know, upon diagnosing, you have to do undergo by types of, of, of treatment, of course. Another chronic disease out there, you know, epilepsy, people with seizures that follows them throughout their lives. Those are you know neurological disorders that cause seizures and unusual sensations and behavior so treatment for that has to be ongoing in the malignant season colon cancer type of uh, chronic disease is also another problem that takes a while to uh, diagnose and, and, and treat and it's one of those chronic conditions that a lot of people suffer from chronic fatigue syndrome now that's another one that can have can you can have for a long time, and usually seen after you've had um, mononucleosis, and you get uh, this um, syndrome that come from a viral infection, and it's, it's it's it can be devastating. So, so this disorder is characterized by extreme fatigue with no underlying medical condition apparently, but it's associated with uh, certain causes in. You know, we're not gonna go into the detail of it, but that's actually one of those that we know afflicts a lot of people. Then we get, you know, one of those that we call uh, chronic pain, that uh, complex regional pain syndrome. Now, that's like, you ever heard of carpal tunnel syndrome? Well, that's one of those complex regional pain syndromes because it's, as is described, it's a complex condition. But it's regional in the area where the problem is, and if we depict that carpal tunnel syndrome, which is very common, um, that pain affects that area of your hand or your wrist, and it is, you know, a chronic type of condition, and it affects your limbs. And be after injury, you have you'll have to have surgery and then rehabilitation from it. We're not suggesting that you go back; you go straight to surgery. There's many many ways of treating this prior to surgery. So. Surgery is usually the last resort. So chronic pain. Now, chronic pain, a lot of us are in chronic pain. Symptoms, you know, can include uh, persistent pain. Part of this is what I, I treat it or treat. Pain in your back, joints, uh, your, your shoulders, your, your neck and the result of those will give you anxiety, can give you anxiety from that, you become fatigued because it's exhausting, you're you're depleted of energy, you can sometimes can't sleep and all that. So there are ways of treating that and actually the main thing is to recognize the problem in order to help it. Chronic conditions or diseases are are so large in, in, in definition or in inclusion the main thing is, is it's long-standing. If it's a if it's long time that you have it, it, doesn't really go away. And even with your treatment, it's not necessarily quote-unquote cured or resolved. Anything lasting more than three months in general or more for a year, that is a, uh, it's, it's known as a chronic condition as part of the definition of the U.S. National Center of Health Statistics. We have um, quite a bit of experience on that, treating those. For instance, we said having problems with back pain, and neck pain, and uh, anything in the peripheral joints. For 33 years I've been doing that. Let's see, let's talk about neck pain. A lot of people work now on a desk, okay? and Or after work, they're still on a desk or using their, their, their phones or using their computers. Even in the best ergonomic positions or postures, you are submitting your body to a stress, physical stress, because the way your body adapts to those positions will get you in in, in a posture that is not sustainable for an extended period of time. So let's talk about that briefly, neck pain. So you're sitting in front of your computer and your desk and after the first five minutes or so you completely get submerged into doing your work the natural tendency immediately is to get your neck uh, your head so when you're at work and you're working your computer the first five minutes you're definitely concentrating onto the screen your head starts moving forward unbeknownst to you that actually makes a um, weight distribution Of your head and your neck different than what it's designed to do. Imagine having a bowling ball in front of you and you put it you you put it next to your chest and your hands. You can hold that forever. You can hold that for extended periods of time, and you won't be fatigued. But if you get that bowling ball of 16 pounds and you move it forward a few inches off your chest how long, or even further out, how long do you think your arms are going to be able to hold it? Imagine that at work. Imagine your head, the human head, being between 16 and 12 pounds, depending on your size. Um, Having this 8 hours, 10, 12, 14, 16 hours, some of us work on computers, at extended amounts of hours without us realizing that we are putting that much time in there, on them. So, the muscles in the front that are trying to stabilize your, your head. Imagine the anterior muscles, the muscles in front of your neck, trying to hold that head stable. If you do that for an extended period of time, these muscles are going to get fatigued. That goes or is extended throughout not only those hours, but days, weeks, and months. And then years, because a lot of us work in the same type of job for years, it's going to change. Then it change it changes the way your neck distributes weight, as I said, and it starts putting stress on some joints. That actually, over a period of time, develops what we what we call arthritic changes in the neck, pain in the neck. Some of the muscles in the back of the neck are going to be extended. The muscles in the front of your neck are gonna be shortened. So what do we wanna do? All right, so here's, let me give you an example from one of our patients, which I had literally hundreds, if not thousands and 30 plus years of experience. They come in and they say, hey doc, my, I, I, I have neck pain and I get headaches and I get this and this and that. And then uh, outside of direct trauma, we call this repetitive trauma. And it does not. The trauma. The word trauma does not necessarily mean, you know, that you have a hit. You 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 fell. Somebody gave you a karate chop, or you were involved in a car accident. A repetitive trauma will be like an extended type of exposure of movement or lack thereof that you do for a long time, and changes the way your structure gives support to your neck, to your head, and the function changes. And the adaptation of that then gives you certain changes in the musculoskeletal system and eventually becomes arthritis. Arthritis means, you know, a disease in the joints. So bottom line is, okay, hey, what do I have? Just took x-rays, blah, blah, blah. Okay, yes, you do have a, an altered curvature of your neck. Your neck is not supposed to be straight. You're supposed to have a forward curvature, almost like a C curvature, the letter C. Because that way you distribute weight equally from the front and the back of the weight of your head on your neck. So what we did for that person is okay, we need to alter the behavior that is causing this. So oh yeah, but I do have an, an ergonomically designed station. I go, yes, but when you stay when you're sitting, five minutes later your head's moving forward. Here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna have you get either a stand-up desk or you can have against the wall, you can put like a piece of wood, you know, anything that you can put your, com- your computer in there and you're standing. That way you're not really, the tendency is not going to be to approach the screen. That is going to change the behavior that's causing the problem. Then we're gonna do things in order to minimize or mitigate that pain, if not completely take, get rid of it. One of the things that you will get is inflammation. Irritation of the nerves on a consistent basis will, will, become, will make those nerves that ex- exit the spine become ir- irritated. That irritation uh, over an extended period of time gives you inflammation. And then that becomes a vicious cycle because of that inflammation causes more irritation. Then the neck muscles that are tight and the ones that are loose, that relationship needs to be reversed. So we're going to give you some exercises. And there are specific exercises that you could have depending on the need. So I can't give you generic exercises. There's plenty of that. Exercises online, you can check them out. Again, consult with your healthcare provider once you see some of those because they're not in the indicated for every single condition. So that being said, exercise is in order to stretch and or strengthen some of these this muscles that are either weak or too tight. The other thing is we spend a lot of time sleeping. And how we sleep, how you position your head, and I'm not, I'm not telling you need to go spend hundreds of dollars on a pillow because those, you know, twenty-dollar pillow versus a two-hundred-dollar pillow. Your neck does not know the difference. We need to assess what it is that you need. You need more support, less support. Do you need on your? You sleep on your side. You sleep on your back. All that will be part of it. So we assess it individually. We want to address that part of your structure being affected by an extended period of time of a position, meaning when you go to sleep and how your head and neck interact. Because when you're completely asleep, and depending on what cycle of your sleep you're in, muscles are going to be completely flaccid. You're not gonna have any contraction. Then we want to bring the structure back to the closest thing to normal, that C-like posture or position of your neck, which is called a cervical lordosis. Cervical means neck lordosis is the name of that curvature, forward curvature of the neck. That is done by specific adjustments that we did in our um, office. Um, and then we want to give you some type of supplementation. That supplementation will give help with that inflammation, irritation, natural, obviously, supplementation that, that we can recommend, and there's a whole bunch of those out there. Eventually, we're going to provide a link to recommended anti-inflammatories that are natural. But you can have those from the foods you eat and some other Phytonutrients, which are non-essential nutrients that provide that anti-inflammatory effect. Then altering the lifestyle. Let's say you, you know, you're a jujitsu practitioner. You, you like to do that. Well, there's direct trauma that can be tamed by that. If you are a musician and you prefer uh, metallic rock and you do the headbanging thing. I don't know. Other other things outside your. Daily work and sleeping pattern can influence that. We also need to modify them, and the word, the operative word here is modification. Modifying it. You do not want to tell your patients, quit it, because I tell you what, they'll quit it for a couple of days and then they'll go back with it with a, for with a vengeance. So we want to modify oh. them. We don't want to, um, um, quit. So, basically, altering. Things that contribute to to the condition treat the signs and symptoms by specifically designing a protocol of treatment, and the result of that, not always. I'm not saying 100% of the cases because not we don't we don't have 100% results all the time. No one does. Changes the the type and the the frequency and the intensity of the signs and or symptoms that the patients have, which improve the quality of life of the individual. I have thousands of anecdotes like that from 33 years of experience in treating patients that we will touch up on depending on the subject of the podcast. With that, I'd like to um, say goodbye for today, our fifth podcast, Ask Dr. Boris TV. I look forward for the next one, number six. And don't forget, subscribe, give us a thumbs up. If you have any questions, write them down, and we will be happy to answer them. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Please like and subscribe and follow us on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Dr. TV.